But I also have a blue dot on my knee. I don't know what it is, but I literally have, like, it's a blue dot. I think it was, like, a scab when I cut my knee. Mm-hmm. And I literally just, like, a perfect circle underneath my skin of blue. I don't know, man. Or you've been abducted and that's a chip from the aliens. I'm jo- I'm kidding. I don't think there's ever a blue dot. It's usually a little triangle formation of stuff. A triangle? I think so. It's usually a couple dots, like, in a formation. But you know what kind of, like, tell, like a... is close to blue is gray. Oh my god, what if I'm, like, turning into a gray alien, but the dot hasn't gotten any bigger because, like, I'm not quite ready. <laughs> like, like a chameleon, I will just become... You know, I am, like, tall enough. Oh my god, I know what it is. I'm too thick. Uh, <laughs> I'm not skinny enough to be an alien. <laughs> oh my it requires god. more drinks to get you drunk, is that what you're saying? So you need more blue dots to get to alien status? Mm-hmm. No, no, I just, uh... They were like, oh, we picked someone that likes food too much. And now we can't. Because, you know, aliens are usually like big head, a little body. Mm-hmm. I'm like big head, big body. Or so. they're tasting through you. They're like, she de- she eats some good ass food. Let's just get her palate. What if they tried to do that, but they missed and put the dot on my knee instead of like in my mouth or in my brain? Ooh. I watched the How to How I Met Your Mother last night. No, uh-huh. my favorite. The one where he's like the Robin Shabatsky class. He's like, she loves the left knee, but not the right. And she's mm-hmm. like, you're an idiot. Like I was literally just like, oh yeah. And then she's like, yeah, and her legs <laughs> like, ah, like a dog. <laughs> I love when you touch the blue dot on my left leg. Mm. Mm. Triggers me. Mm. <laughs> I'll take a picture of it sometime. I know. I want to see it. Now. Yeah. No, that's. I just like weird-ass stuff. You know, like when those, uh, like, the jeans where it's, like, if your earlobes are attached or if you have hitchhiker's mm-hmm. thumb. Yeah. Wild. I love it. Damn, I, I Sarah. I have a hitchhiker's thumb. Yeah, you do. Look at that compared to mine. I got free and lobes, but I got the hitchhiker's thumb. Okay, now can you mm-hmm. stick it out, Aaron? Like, force it back. Like, wait, what? Yeah, like, hard. Yeah, I can go. Oh, yeah, Aaron does not. Up and back. No, up I back. don't. Aaron and I do not. Let me see no, your lobes. I don't have anything. Yeah, yours are attached. I don't know, mine aren't attached. Aaron's, I don't know. I would hope all of our ears are attached. No, 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 but like, look how, see how your lobe with the is lobes like, look hanging how big, down. Like, look how big my lobe is and it doesn't connect. Does, mine doesn't connect, does it? Hold on. Let's, let's take out the earring that I didn't even need to wear in the first place, but. Are we recording? Yes. No. <laughs> We're just no, checking I mean, each other's just, ear lobes. You're just like a, kind of attached. I think so, yeah. You're just like halfway. Like. I have attachment issues. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I also met myself as like an old lady. Clavin oh and I. Oh my god! What an honor! Tell me more. <laughs> we were looking at a house, and we're walking down this back alley, and this old lady is bringing out like stuff to the dumpster, and she's like, "Have you been seeing those videos? The attacking squirrels?" And we're like, "No." Did she kick her dumpster? Okay. Oh. <laughs> I turned around, but I heard some tip tapping, and then I hear, ah! and we turn around, and she goes, "Gotcha!" <laughs> Walked inside. No, I love peeing my pants. I was like, I would do that. So, people. did you put the offer on the house because of her? She didn't live there. She uh-huh. the house is down, but I did put the offer on the house. Okay, because didn't get it. Well, that was mm. a hot market. It's a pretty cool neighbor. Funny, witty, knows to check the trash can, gets that squirrels are crazy. I'm t- that's me in 50 years. <laughs> oh, I'm so- I bet she has dots on her knees. Maybe. She's Probably. All of us in one <gasps> body. What if I just <laughs> never noticed that I had them my whole life and it's like a genetic thing? What if like my kid comes out with a blue dot? 
Mm. On the opposite knee or the same knee? The same knee. Does your mom have a blue dot? No, but she has a large scar. Oh. She was sledding when she was a kid and ran into a light post, so. <laughs> it's a very large scar. Mom, love you. <laughs> Poor thing. Poor thing. Oh. <laughs> oh. But anyway, enough about weird bodily stuff. We've moved on from aliens. If I start to turn into one, though, I may need to revisit that topic. Oh, I'm going to be so excited. Oh, yeah. If I just start, like, like talking like that. Uh, oh, my God. I'd be real into it. Our podcast would get a lot bigger. Listen. Can you imagine if someone could have actual contact with an alien and it's you? <laughs> I would fangirl every day. Looks around <laughs> the room nervously. What if I told you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sarah. We beat the ancient alien theorists yes. to the punch. <laughs> we have one right here. <laughs> Morgan is pulling her hair out to look like the main guy from know. ancient aliens. Yeah, like, it's a, yeah. You should have it's a, when I had my curly hair the other day and all my baby hairs were like Halloween's coming. I'll be an alien if you want to be that guy. <laughs> Dude, I will. I will lay down on the ground and hairspray my hair out like a freaking starfish. Be prepared. Hey. Can I be the spaceship? <laughs> okay, I was going to say, Aaron, Aaron is either the reptile Ooh, alien or yes. the spaceship. Okay, okay, cool. Aaron's the probe because she's so little. <laughs> Sorry. What? Mm. Halloween. <laughs> it just got a whole lot weirder. I was like, Aaron, no, we have to spray paint you silver. It's part of the costume. Oh my God, anyone can wear a morph suit that's freaking metallic silver. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so either you can be probe and spaceship. At this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Sinister Probing <laughs> Sunrise. I'm Sarah, a soon-to-be alien. Hey, I'm Morgan, soon I'm probably more likely to be an alien. Hello. Fair enough. You are one, actually. <laughs> yeah. And just let the serum take hold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've, I've uh, drugged all your drinks. Mm-hmm. Taking you up. Here we go. And it's about <laughs> to be a fun episode. Exactly. Soon to be probe and slash uh, spaceship. Aaron wants to know, what is the game today, Sarah? So I think it's your turn. Okay. It's over there. So I have <laughs> crudely drawn six backboards. Woo! Like basketball hoops. They look cute. <laughs> uh, I love on the right, they're so close together. And there's <laughs> the far two on the left. I didn't want to ask for an eraser. And I figure no one's caring about my craftsmanship. I care. Okay. And then we each get six shots with our ping pong oh. balls. Hey. And then, oh, I thought you, no. Thought you meant six shots. <laughs> Take them, go. <laughs> Timing you right now. Had a rough day, honestly. Wouldn't be mad. And just the per- the person who gets the most wins. All right. Oh, perfect. Okay. So we are allowed we- to bounce them, or we have to sink them. I gave you backboards. Do what you want. Cool. I don't want to go first. I'll go first. Okay. Um, would you like me to pause while we do this? Or yeah, we'll it- be back. We'll be okay. Lowered. I'm a go hard. You miss it. We listen to some basketball warm ups. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't work out in front of people. My face is already red. <laughs> this is always red. 
Oh god, I always hated like mm. our team pictures because everyone else like they're sweaty, like little tinge of sweat. Get and the air and glow. Why they like why they like made you play a game and then took pictures? Why did they? I, I mean, I I was not a sports girl, but like, why they do that? Why can't I take the picture of the beginning and then play the game? We should have taken a picture with like the number one finger at the beginning, and then it's like if we won, then we knew it. Or if you, <laughs> like you just edit it out. Just or two. We just copy and paste <laughs> a second finger. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably Photoshop wasn't in its prime, and it could have been a cartoon fingers. <laughs> I would have been playing basketball in the thousands. Thank you. <laughs> two thousand and late. <laughs> Are you so two thousand and great? <laughs> Um, no, but I am going first. Mm-hmm. I'm going Good in. Good job. I'm going she made in. two cups. Two cups. Yeah. I went on to like that the metrics to it. Two shots or whatever. Two shots. Okay. What's today? Why are we rapping so much? It's a Tuesday. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday tunes. Uh, and we basketball warm-ups just went straight to my soul. I just, I felt back in the game. Mm-hmm. I got my head in the game. Got my balls in the cups. <laughs> uh-huh. Got my balls in the... <laughs> I had to think about that one. Get you, get you, get you, get your head in the game. Come on, Sarah. Come you on. don't want to get to get to get to no. the balls in the game. <laughs> no, not today. Oh <laughs> Rather not. Anyway, so we will post pictures. Um, I'm going first because I made two out of six. I made one out of six. And I made a whopping zero out of six. So It was hard. You know what? It was fun, though. I loved it. I could play that game every time. What if we got so good that we were like bing 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 and made every single one? That'd be pretty. That cool. could be our new drinking game that we like don't tell people we play. And by the we're like, oh, I just had this crazy we idea. Just, we like, hustle them. <laughs> or we just all lay on the floor and they're like, what are they doing? And it's like you've never played floor pong. Like, okay, <laughs> idiot. Ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> anyway, Sarah, take it away. What are we learning about today? We have a dream. <gasps> Hey! America. A dream of floor pong. <laughs> and not really at all. Um, this dream comes from a listener, Jessica C. Thank you. Okay. And she I'm just going to hop right into it. Okay. So she says, and warning, this is a nightmare, not a dream. Um, um, as most dreams that you send to me are. <laughs> I was being transported with strangers by military vehicles. So I was terrified that I was going to be killed. Mm. I couldn't tell if I was in the U.S. or not. And the U.S. is United States. <laughs> Just for our international listeners. <laughs> I think most people know it's you. The U.S. of A. Oh, my God. Anyway, syrup. But definitely in some kind of desert. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to talk to the people in the backseat of my vehicle to figure out what the F is going on. <laughs> I saw that Wes had to bleep out my last one, so I will keep myself in check. I like how he hasn't bleeped up until like episode fifty, and then I say one. Now, because yeah, I now because we've said it, word, and now it's uh, <laughs> uh, whatever. We're too much <laughs> for who? Mm, for you, Wes, you his smell ears. Like, you smell like white wine, Aaron. Do I? Yeah. Mm. That's why you're listeners. romantic. That's why you couldn't play the game. I know. Blame it on the uh, 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 uh. We're Technically, it helps, it helps my beer pong skills, just not my floor well, yeah, pong, when you're laying floor down. pong skills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being serious. We should, sorry about your dream, Jessica. We should actually like be really chill and like, yeah, come over and play some floor pong. Yeah. People would be like, what if they were like, oh yeah, we'll be there. And they like 
They probably don't think it's this. I'll have it at my housewarming. Can I keep this set up here? Hell yeah. (laughs) Sarah, draw it like really good. Let me bring over some vinyl and I'll stick on there like the backboards. And then yes. (laughs) So at least it's kind of legit. We could sell this game on Etsy. Hey, we'll have in my head. Trademark, don't you dare take it. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like like after like a car commercial. Not liable in all states. In my US and Cincinnati. You might take America. No, in my head in the summer, it's like this floor pong in here and then beer darts out in the su- like in the summertime when it's warmer out, outside, mm. right? Games all around. Every corner of the house is a different game. <laughs> it's like a circus in here. I'm about it. Yeah. Oh. But I'm sorry. Back to being serious. Yes. Jessica, tell us what's happening. Okay. So we know she's in a vehicle. Okay. She's trying to figure out WTF is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's in parentheses, there's also a hundred vehicles just driving one in front of another. So, hmm. But they kept shushing me to be quiet. And then some military guard guy was holding a gun to my face telling me to be quiet or he will kill me. It escalated. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we were brought into this big cave and it was all sandy with thousands of snake holes in the ground. And they made us all sit down and not talk. On the snake holes? On and around. Then every hour we had classes where an instructor would come out and talk to us and you would have to listen. And if you didn't pay attention and answer enough questions about what you saw, they'd take you to one of the back rooms of the cave. <laughs> and I love Jessica's note. Um, parentheses, because those exist. Did I'm Jessica... Like the, uh, the answering the questions part is the most scary to me. That's a lot of pressure. It's high, pre- <laughs> yeah. it's high stakes. High stakes, high snakes. Um... <laughs> I am 95. (laughs) Um, And then they lock you up and torture you. I couldn't see those, but that's what I heard and inferred. Um, And you could only make noise if the military guards talked to you. So like when snakes came out of their holes and crawl on people, um, if they screamed, they were then taken out to be tortured. It's like extreme X factor. Yeah. And then she woke up. That's it. Literally... This sounds like a movie. That's what I was about to say. Did she watch something no. before? So I wrote this? that. I wrote down and I was like, this is, okay. Have you ever, some people are studying that we're actually very connected, like a connected unconscious is in our front lobes and our frontal lobes. Mm-hmm. And they've been finding these little fibers that maybe could be like some kind of like, who mm-hmm. knows? What if this is literally someone from hell begging for help? Because this is my version of hell, like in a dirt sand castle. Sand cave, not castle. Castle sounds nice. That's not where we are. I was like, a castle? Really? You sure? Yeah. (laughs) With snakes everywhere and you can't make any sounds? What if the snake bit you? Then are you going to get tortured even more as you slowly die of poison? Sounds like holes. (laughs) (gasps) Whoa. Yeah. Remember the lizards didn't like them? The lizards didn't bother them. And then, you know, those are just bearded dragons with spots painted on them. Oh. Sorry if that ruined a little movie. The fact. lizard I have, yeah, that's just cool. Spots spray painted on them, and the one where it gets up on its hind legs and charges. Totally CGI. In case you didn't know, they can't really do that. <laughs> I just <laughs> I don't have teeth either. Yeah, like that. they don't have teeth like that. <laughs> I bring you up in this. So hold on one second. Okay, so um, let's start small and we'll work to the meat of the dream. If that okay, you bring me up. Yeah, just just wait. Just I don't wait. like being patient. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Okay, so we're gonna start with the cave. Okay. So when someone dreams of a cave, 
Normally, it would be considered an emotional retreat or sanctuary. Oh, like peace and quiet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are supposed to be the manner in which you think to escape your problems. However, judging by the bathrooms <laughs> for torture, I think it's safe to assume this cave is not, in fact, your sanctuary. <laughs> if it is, I mean, some people you are, might need more help than me yeah. on this podcast. Some people are a little dark and twisty, who knows? But I don't think Jessica is. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, if you are, keep it up. Yeah. To each their own. Keep writing to us, also. <laughs> um, okay, so this is not your sanctuary. Instead, to negatively dream of a cave means something else entirely. Um, so if you're frightened in a cave in your dream, it may represent feelings about choosing to be alone. So you may have a lot of feelings of loneliness or that socializing is too emotionally dangerous, or it may also be physically dangerous when considering COVID-19. Isolation. Yes. Mm -hmm. So some interpreters think that you could be retreating to a cave to avoid exposing powerful insecurities, um, which I think we all have. So please don't think I'm calling you out for anything, but... This negative energy that you have in the cave shows that you do not want to be around people in real life. Mm. Mm. Need, a little, need a little break. Yeah. Things can be overwhelming. Oh, and as usual, I'm not a licensed dream interpreter, if that's a real thing, or a psychiatrist. So this is for fun. She studied psychology. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> she took some classes. I paid a lot of money to study. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I could have just read the book my damn self. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Uh, wrong time for a water break. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not life? <laughs> oh <my God>. Literally. <laughs> when I'm around you two, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll move on to the desert. So the desert almost always represents a lack of nourishing ideas and energy in your life. Oh, um, that's deep as fuck. Yeah, kind of. Wow. So you may need to focus on creativity. And that doesn't mean paint the Sistine Chapel. Um, instead, you can get a coloring book or try a new recipe. Just add some spice to your life. Yeah. A desert dream could also um, represent a feeling of being alone or that a relationship is breaking down. So deserts, they really just represent like an empty place that you are trying to fill consciously or subconsciously. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, like it just keeps getting deeper. And a lot of things do come back to like aloneness in this. Yeah. Hmm. And let's get to the snakes. So according to thecut.com, a snake is one of the oldest and richest mythical symbols in our dreams. It's like the alien and or alien and Eve. Alien and Eve. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Adam and Eve. That's what I meant. I'm alien I'm an and alien. Eve. I'm not an alien. Shameless mm. plug for our previous episode. Go check it out. Hey. Um, okay, so fun fact: snakes weren't always a symbol of something phallic. Freud, or scary. Um, actually, because snakes shed their skin, they originally thought to yeah. be a symbol of rebirth. Oh, yeah, of course they are. That's so cool. <laughs> you all know I love reptiles. Snakes are cool. The more I research dream interpretation, the more I realize it's the kind... Whoa. It's kind of the... <laughs> I got too excited. It's kind of what the symbols mean to you. Example. If Morgan <laughs> dreams about lizards and steaks, it could mean something with health, good luck, and rebirth because she likes reptiles. Whoa. Hey. You kind of did. You got, you slid right in there. Like a sliver <laughs> little snack. <laughs> you had to. Oh, no. I love that YouTube video. They're so old. You know, um, wow. So, lots of throwbacks. All right. We, we are young. We, we are, are young. young. All right. 
heartache to Jessica, we stand. (laughs) But again, Jessica, I am sorry it sounds like you were not a fan of the snakes. So for that reason, let's look at the negatives of the snakes on this motherfucking plane. (laughs) I mean dream. (laughs) Um, I do want to give a fair warning because snakes are so often in dreams. They have like 1.5 million reasons. And full disclosure, I made that statistic up. Yeah. (laughs) My ass said, oh, Sarah, really? (laughs) Tell me more. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I I don't question it. No, I do that a lot. And um, one of my friends started calling me out like, where did you get that fact? And I I had to kind of reach back and (laughs) I think I made it up. (laughs) It just works so well with the story. What are you talking about? So I've been trying to um, quote myself, not quoting anything. So there are many reasons. There are a great many. Okay. <laughs> or what snakes could mean. Yes. Okay. okay. So I don't know what kind of snake you saw, Jessica. Um, and maybe you don't even know, which is fine. But because they are negative and fear-inducing, it's safe to say something is adding stress to your life and you need to address it. So do you have any toxic relationships? This could be your subconscious kind of smacking you awake like, hey, look at me, the snake, look at me. (laughs) Um, And because there are multiple snakes, it could show that you are going through a toxic situation, not a toxic person. Um, And while I was researching this, I found an interesting note about a higher number of snake dreams during COVID. And I think this actually could apply to you you as well. Is that a fact? That is a fact on the cut. That's a real statistic. I'm going to question everything you see now. You really should. (laughs) That's why I've been like, I'm not licensed. I just make, no, I, I do research, but I also could sprinkle in a few things. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, thank you for calling it out when it's a bold-faced lie that I believed. A year later. Yeah. Good God. No, I'm careful on this. So, it could apply to you. So, according to thecut.com, it seems that our subconscious have been placing snakes in dreams more often because of the venomous nature of the virus. And we may mm-hmm. all want to avoid being mm-hmm. bitten by it. Okay. Oh yeah, hmm. sneaky little little brain snakes. Um, <laughs> title idea. Sneak. No, it's too long. Okay, um, military. This one is huge. Um, this is the group of people that has captured and basically imprisoned you yeah. for schooling. Yeah, that's, that's weird flex, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> you went to a private school. Like, I went to a military abduction school. Yeah. Yeah. You, like, made me sit on snake holes. Like, tell me parents more. must be poor because mine sent me across the U.S. of A. <laughs> we think. <laughs> um, anyway, so movement of military equipment. Example, you in the military vehicles being transported means you are currently enduring some kind of small problems and troubles. Um, but they mm. may be stacking up. And that may lead you to a nervous breakdown. Heads up, our bodies don't like problems, even if they're small and they stack up. They end up being big problems. Yeah, because we learned about uh, your little, the little, the stress balls in your brain. Oh, that, PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. The little mm-hmm. the things. The, I just imagine like a little dust bunny and they go poof when it's too stressed. <laughs> if for any of the listeners who have ever watched any of the, oh my God, what's his name, Aaron? My neighbor mm-hmm. to throw spirited away. Oh, uh, Miyazaki films. Yes, if you've yeah. ever seen any of those in the My Neighbor to Totoro, the little like dust things. Yes, they're so cute. That's what I pictured. Yes. 
Sorry, Sarah. You don't know what we're talking about. Yes, I obviously. I do. I'll show you a pic later. Okay, they're pretty you. cute. <laughs> yeah. So it's bright. Isn't that what you've probably something like that? You've probably like seen a picture. Mm-hmm. His films are very. Hannah has a tattoo uh, of it famous. on her arm. Yes. Oh, here. The thing next to it is <laughs> scary as fuck. Sorry, Hannah. Um, so you're a tough gal. Right. Okay, those are kind of fun. I know. Okay, the one these ones have arms. The ones I know don't have arms. So cute. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> Guys, I, I'm no, when it's like that, it reminds me. Never mind, I'll say it later. Okay. <laughs> so if you buy into the theory, I'm just gonna go past what Thank I was you. thinking. All right. It's fine. It's fine. <sighs> Whenever we mute this, I will tell you what it reminds me of. Um, if you buy into the theory that dreams are predictors of events, as some people do, then seeing military in your dream could mean that you have an obstacle coming up and big changes are on the way. Okay. Hmm. Um, so also with the military, I want to look at the fact that you are being held against your will. Um, yes, the who is holding you is important, but also they could really be a stand-in for like any authority figure. So to me, the crux of this nightmare is being held against your will. Because if you think about it, you could have been taken to this cave and then left to Rome, which would already be a lot less frightening if they were like, here's the cave. Gone. Like, I literally thought you meant left to Rome. Like, go to Rome. Oh my god. That much? <laughs> I think the soot spread took over my brain. What's happening? Uh, oh my god. All right, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Sorry. That just... Morgan's had a tough week, guys. My my soot sprites are at their stress max. That's for damn sure. Ugh, same. <laughs> um, okay, so in every sense of the word, you were kidnapped by the army, which I think poses an interesting question. Ladies, mm-hmm. listeners, Jessica, um, would you rather be kidnapped by a lone individual or by our U.S. Army? Both are terrifying, but which um, one do you prefer? I think a lone individual, because then I'd be able to get away a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I could attempt to beat up one person more than an entire army. Yeah. Here's a really different. I was thinking <laughs> I, could, I could befriend one person, but a whole army would be hard. Oh, I was thinking I would oh, just... I'd just kill one. Uh, yeah. Me and Who could I beat up easier? One man or an army? Right. A man. <laughs> I know my strengths and weaknesses. So I'm never going to beat anybody up. But, okay. All right. I thought yeah. how we differ. I thought there'd be more discussion, but... Okay. Nope. I knew I knew right away. I guess, yeah, if the U.S. Army has you, you're probably not getting No, out. I'm fucked. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> and also, I just feel I'm like... I'm there forever. <laughs> like, but I do kind of agree with what you said, Sarah. Like, you can almost kind of befriend them and maybe earn more privileges like not to be too whatever I, I don't remember what podcast I listened to I'm very sorry um I think it was I think it was morbid I don't remember but they a lot of true crime cases have covered it with um Ariel Castro and yeah so yes. like but, they, but one of the girls like but like he like would let do stuff mm-hmm. so it's like maybe it was- you have a better chance yeah, because it was the, um, and that's why we drank it recently. It was like okay, the, yeah, the daughter of one of the girls he had kidnapped. Mm-hmm. He let do whatever. Yeah. So then uh-huh. he let his guard down and that's what happened to like allow yeah, yeah. all of them to get Excuse out. Excuse me, I'm sorry if I misspoke on the podcast. I, no. I listen to true crime podcasts all day at yes. work. <laughs> yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. But no, my thought with the U.S. Army being less scary could be like, A, it could be recorded. Like someone could know where you went. Oh, true. B, it would be for like a purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much like what's happening to me. It could be more like 
dang it, like I knew they were doing testing sites over here or something. So it could be more like the knowing versus unknowing. Yeah. I bet you get to eat more. You like, probably get better. Like if, you, <laughs> like if you started to decline the person who kidnapped you, probably like, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. You can't let one person decline. Like, you know, who knows? That's a hard question. The more you think about it, it gets a little tougher. Yeah. Every scenario is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, I don't want to be kidnapped. Correct. So, yeah. mm-hmm. To be kidnapped in a dream shows that you are afraid of losing your freedom. And you may feel you're trapped in your daily life and also unable to do things. Or you may be afraid to assume your normal responsibilities. So it's kind of what you think it would mean. Yeah. Hmm. And I swear I did not plan to research this in the week of inauguration when half the country is shouting that we are transforming into a socialist nation where we lose all of our freedoms. No, no. Oh my. <laughs> but it does track to have dreams like this when there are so many crazy rumors going around. Perfect. Um, so all in all, I think it's clear this is a stress nightmare. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty obvious, but there are elements of fear, toxicity, and loneliness. And this kind of sounds like a cop-out answer, but I know you're staying inside and you are rigidly following the rules, and that's not the case for everyone. And that could lead you to feel alone, even amongst your friends. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you lived with someone who is high risk for COVID, so this is another layer to the mental and emotional stress cake that has been the last year. Um, stress cake. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> I'm glad you find me entertaining. Have your stress cake and eat it too. <laughs> Even after all these years, I'm still entertaining. Um, so trying to find that balance of not staying home every day and night going insane or seeing your friends and having that small tinge of regret because they may have the virus not knowing. Yeah. Nothing yeah. has been normal for a year. And essentially not, well, not essentially, and especially... Mm-hmm. Not in the past week with inauguration and the election coming to a final close. Yeah. There's still a lot of unrest in the country and distrust. So it doesn't really surprise me that some of that bled over into your nightmare. So just please know that you aren't alone. Even though it has to feel like it at times. Life just kind of sucks right now. <laughs> um, and you got to fight to find that happiness every day. But I am glad you wrote in your dream. And I hope this podcast is making your life a little happier. So thanks for writing in. And I hope everything calms down for you. Our nation and our world. Woo. Soon or as soon as freaking possible. Thank you, Jessica. Jessica, I know the weather sucks right now, but as soon as you have a warm day, you should like go on a hike or something. Ooh. Yeah, that, that sounds nice. Or, like a really good drive since mm-hmm. it's cold. Yeah. Like just pick like a, I thought, you could go, um, what's it called? Rando nodding. Not rando nodding. Yeah. Ran- yeah. Rando yeah. nodding. Yeah. yeah. Geocaching? No, rando nodding. Like you, it's an app on your phone, and you just like you just put in something you just like randomly... waffles, and then it'll take you to yeah. somewhere. Yeah, or you just, yeah, it's pretty cool. I kind of want to do it. Yeah, I also random nodding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm not sure when you got that dream interpretation sent to you. But I'm very much like I don't have a depression, but seasonal depression I feel like I fit mm-hmm. in because yeah. winter I hate. Yep, I'm never like wanting to do anything. I'm always just like work home, sleep, repeat. Like it's, because yep. it's so dark. I That's leave, fair. I go to work and it's dark. I come back home and it's, it's dark. dark. Mm-hmm. I never see the sunlight. So I think that plays like a big part. Yeah. Well, and yesterday it was so rainy and gross. Like it's yes. been like that. It, like, like, it affects Midwest, my mood. Anyway. Oh yeah, true. That it affects Monday, my mood so much. Bruh. I was like, oh, I'd take a nap. I literally woke up and I was like, I could go back to bed if mm-hmm. I didn't. I <laughs> if I wasn't paid. Yesterday. Cause I couldn't figure out what time it was. Like I remember I was half asleep. And Andrew went to work at like 6.30. And so I was like, I'm going to get up at 7. We're going to 
We're going to boot mm-hmm. the skirt and Ernie through this day. Let's do it. Let's get up. And my alarm went off. And I guess I looked at it and I was like, that's not right. And then it was eight o'clock and I was like, <gasps> oh no. Something's not right. Nope. It's really eight o'clock. It's just dark outside because it's been raining. Yep. Oh God. Well, at least it was only eight. Yeah. True. Like I was like, my ass has been like, oh shit, it's 1 p.m. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, that's my piece. Ms. Morgan, what do you got for us? All right. All right. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Uh, so, uh, I think it was episode 49 mm-hmm. where I mentioned I got a book for my birthday called Cursed Objects. Yeah. Ooh. And I am taking pride in the fact that I am reading no matter how short the little sections are on these individual topics. And I read another chapter and I'm bringing you another cursed object. Hey. So, please bear with me while I gather my pants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone turn your Bibles to page <laughs> Reading Psalm 47. <laughs> Dearly beloved, we're no, I'm kidding. Alright. That's how it's gonna go. Oh god. That voice too. <laughs> Dearly beloved, we're gathered here to bring holy matrimony. You kind of sound like an almost JFK. <laughs> Dearly beloved. <laughs> Dearly beloved. I don't know. I can't do it. Dearly beloved, we're gathered. <laughs> <laughs> Alien and Prince all in one. <laughs> All right, so again, I have the book Cursed Objects by J.W. Ocker. Uh, and so basically to, here's why I chose this one. So I was just like, well, one, I, f- I took the book, opened it and like went and I found two. And the reason I chose this one is due to the name. So mm-hmm. I'm bringing you today the Black, the black Aggie. Okay. And the reason, <laughs> the reason I chose it is because it's really dumb, but here we go. For all of the listeners and for everyone who was in my life when I turned 16, you may remember this. Long time ago when I turned 16, I had a Sweet 16 at the Holiday Inn by Six Flags. If you've never been there in Missouri, if you've never been there, it's when I was 16, so... Ten fucking years ago. Holy shit. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, I'm old as hell. Wow, it was it eleven down. years ago. Erin. That's a long time. Alright. Oh jeez. Shit. Alright, well anyway. Welcome to the land of the dead. Here we are. Well, I don't know if it's had like a remodel since then, but basically the way I remember it is there was like a nice pool and hot tub and all the hotel rooms were kind of like around it it kind of looked like an indoor motel you know how, like there's mm-hmm. like if you're at a motel like the pools and the outside and everything's like a u-shape mm-hmm. it was like that but closed in and just like very like dark wood and just like it was nice it was just older style well we were in this like really cool room it had like a loft and it was huge i had good group of girls so it was really fun mm-hmm. well right outside our room there was this very large painting of a girl <laughs> And I don't even know how it happened, but we decided that her name was Aggie. And we made up this whole story. <laughs> and we basically scared ourselves into thinking that Aggie was a real ghost. Ah. Yeah, it happened. Well, I was gonna say, you know it's haunted, right? Yes. Okay. And they and like I think I even brought that up. They're like, I was like, yeah, like a haunt, a girl died here and blah 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 blah. And like I think I made that up, but I don't know if I made it up now. I was so I was 16. I wasn't really in touch with like how I like spooky stuff now. Mm-hmm. 
looking back on it, it was dumb. We were just scaring each other. At yeah. one point, we were, like, kind of playing hide-and-seek in the hallways, and someone found a rock and, like, threw it, so it made it sound like it, like, like mm-hmm. a crash down the hall, and we were like, oh, no, and, like, ran. <laughs> so, if you're interested, I do believe the Facebook that we made for Aggie still exists. Um, <laughs> what? What? Her, her full name is Ags Quiquiana. <laughs> Can you, can you spell that? A G G A G G S. Qui Qui Q U I Q U I Anna. I think. Ask Qui Anna. That's her full name. I feel so bad because if that if that if that are like freaking uh, portrait is of a real ghost, like she's probably haunting my ass so hard. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So that's why it struck me, and I was like, "Oh, I have to do this." So <laughs> that's why you're so in tune to spirits now. <laughs> she pissed one off. <laughs> Maggie, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, she's like, "God damn it!" That's Listen, not I my name. <laughs> I'm Listen, trying to be nice to you, girl. Right? Listen, it was not all me. Listen, mm-hmm. all you people who mm-hmm. are again friends with me, you know. You were part of it. She only has eight friends, and you were all eight. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes her birthday pops up, and I'm like, oh, Aggie! <laughs> no, it's I am going to find her. <laughs> you want to pause? I can show you. Yeah, I miss a queequee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm still friends with her. What if I'm not? That's so embarrassing. When's her birthday? I need to then see. We're making I think one. we made it my birthday. Oh, Aggie Ags, Ags Quiquiana. Her, her, her profile picture is the Holiday Inn Resorts and Hotels. Uh, she has seven. We have seven mutual friends. Oh. Um. The oh, great. Actually, um, her birthday is March nineteenth. Uh, and eighteen fifty-seven. Uh, we correct. Uh, and uh, thank you to a uh, shout out to my friend Emily. I'm not gonna say your last name unless you want to find this profile on Facebook. Uh, but Emily N, she wrote, happy effing birthday ags and tagged us all in it in March 19th, 2020. Thank you for keeping the dream alive, Em. Uh, yeah, other than that, it just says, like, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, homegirl. Happy birthday, Aggie. Oh, here's Aggie. Here's Aggie. Is that you? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I was not fat then, so. That's, Shut up. That's your hair me. is different. That's me, and that's my friend Sophia. Look at all your brown hair. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Did you tease it? No. I just had a lot of hair back then. But yeah, that's Aggie. Doesn't she like look into her soul? That's a little creepy, honestly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this this happened. I mean, like you can tell by the carpet and like the stone around. Like, I can tell was- you, the carpet and the stone is still the same. I went to a baby shower there recently. Oh yeah, here she is individually. Is she there? I don't remember. I wasn't looking. I bet if I go there, I could find her again. Just let me. Just blindfold me. Put me in there. Put me in. Aggie. Tag me in. Oh, here's my sweet sixteen birthday cake. <laughs> That's super cool, though. That is really cool. I don't remember who made it. Awkward. But yeah, so uh, that's Aggie. Uh, born, oh, we made it uh, March 19th, 1905. That's her birthday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she looks great for her age. I know, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> a quiquiana. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save the picture of her, and I will post it on our Instagram. Save photo. Oh, absolutely. Man, what a throwback. All right. What a good reason for a topic. <laughs> I mean, I had to. I was like, otherwise I just pick Black Aggie. Like, what? So, <laughs> true talk, this Aggie has nothing to do with Holiday Inn or <laughs> my Aggie. <laughs> I just saw the name and I don't think I've ever seen an Aggie since. So, okay. Agatha, this one's for you. All right. Okay. So, I have to read you something first from the book. 
Okay. Okay. So it's kind of broken down into like subsections. So this one is called Cursed in the Graveyard. I'm just going to read you the like intro. So all graveyards and cemeteries are spooky, but sometimes they're also cursed. Too often objects meant to be re reverential, reverential, reverential. Yeah. That's a word. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, meant to be mm -hmm. memorials to the dead morph into vectors of harm, misfortune, and even death with a ribbon. <gasps> In this section, mm. you'll find uh, headstones that kill, statues that haunt, and a tomb that summons dictators. William Shakespeare even makes an appearance. It'll give you a whole new reason to whistle past the graveyard. So Ooh, mm. here we go. Coming in hot with a fun fact, <laughs> ladies. Do you know the name of the great-grandson of President John Adams and grandson of President John Quincy Adams? Uh, do Just you the mean first name? Quiquiana Adams? <laughs> <laughs> Is it William Shakespeare? No. Any guess, Aaron? It's the grandmother, right? It's a boy. Oh, it's a boy. Yep. Would you listen? Grandson. Know, right? grandson. Oh, the grandson. Great Excuse grandson me. of President John Adams and grandson of President John Quincy Adams. I just can't do anything with cues. <laughs> Is for, it like, like <laughs> John Quincy Allen Adams? <laughs> like they just kept on adding it on to the third. No. <laughs> ah, damn. No. His name is Henry. Ah, dang it. So, Henry what? Do they just not love Adams? him? Adams? <laughs> <laughs> He's a boy, Sarah. That's how that works. Henry Woods. Henry Woods! <laughs> anyway, Henry Adams, and this legend stems from a tragic event in his life. Oh. Henry was married to Marion Clover Adams. She went by Clover. Heck yeah. That's cute. Yes. And sadly, Clover ended her life in December of 1885 by, sorry, it was suicide, so if you want to skip ahead. Um, she was drinking, um, she drank chemicals that she used to develop photographs. So she liked to take pictures and she drank the wow. liquid. Do you so, know what era this is? She, her death was 1885. Oh God, mm. those chemicals had to. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how you put it to your mouth. I'm sure it's yeah. really bad. But anyway, um, and so okay she was quote one of the country's earliest portrait photographers so that's why like mm. if that date sounds really early it's she was and it's not fully explained why she ended her life um the only theory that has kind of come about is that her her father had recently passed away and so she was just so distraught from his death that she couldn't handle it um the book uh cursed objects even mentions like if there was a suicide note Henry Adams never talked about it. He must have destroyed it like nothing was ever found. Wow. So by now you may be asking, who is Black Aggie? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> after, after Clover's death, Adams hired Augustus St. Gaudens, G-A-U-D-N-S, to create a sculpture to place at Clover's resting place. And Augustus did not disappoint. Uh, this sculpture does not have a name, but many who adore it call it Grief. So if you, like, Google, like, Grief statue, it'll probably be one of the first ones that come up. Hmm. Uh, to describe it, it is a woman sitting down, and there is fabric on her head draping down her body. 
she's in the sitting position uh, with one hand gently, like, holding, like, it's, like, on her cheek, kind of, like, just resting there. Um, again, I'll post a pic on Instagram. Um, and once you see it, um, I think you can agree with how it's described by most viewers as, quote, proclaimed to be one of the most profound expressions of mourning and loss in the fu- in, in the funerary art genre, which mm. I did not know that was a thing. It is. It was immediately famous, and shortly before Augustus' death in 1907, it was, quote, ripped off. Mm. So, I'll show you guys what it looks like. And say, what do you mean ripped off? Like, copied. Because it's, oh, okay. uh, it's like yeah. an original artwork. And uh, someone copied it. So, dun, dun, dun. How dare they? Mm-mm. Whoa. The picture's gone. What? From my phone. Oh, no. That's the picture. Weird. The picture of... Are you Grief. messing with us? No, I swear on my fucking life, it's gone. Is that like an omen? Because I'm not prepared for this. I'm not dying. I thought you were going to say the Ags Quiqui Anna one. No, was, no, no, no. You of just course those took... are there. Okay. Statue. This is Ags Revenge? Yep. <laughs> She's messing with you. <laughs> okay. That is crazy, though. Okay, yeah, I don't know where it is, so that's cool. Uh, you can kind of see it in this picture. It's just like very dark. Like, oh yeah, it's mm. just like also for like early sculpting. Like that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, we'll post pic. But again, it was uh, shortly before his death in 1907 that it was copied or ripped off. Mm-hmm. Edward L. A. Posh made a lookalike to the grief statue, and it was purchased by Phyllis Agnes, not to be confused with. Augustus, who is the creator of the grief sculptor. Erin, can you get it together? No. <laughs> She's dropping shit, y'all. Sorry. Oh, I'm <laughs> shit. Uh, so Felix Angus wanted this copy. Augustus, the grief sculptor's widow, was pissed. But the statue uh, guards Felix and his wife's Annie's graves. It, he like bought it anyway. He was okay. like, even though the way mm-hmm. it was like, I can't believe a copy's being made. Like this is ridiculous. He still did it, and he purchased it. And that is when the local lore began. <laughs> uh, so basically, the ripoff is called Black Aggie. So the original ah. statue is the is grief. Okay. And then Black Aggie is known to be this copycat. It is said. Aggie's eyes will glow red, even though they're closed. If you look into them, you will go blind. Quote, they say that if a pregnant woman walks through her shadow, she will miscarry. Whoa. They say at night, the spirits of the cemetery gather around her. They say that if you sit on her lap, you will die. It got so bad with stories and trespassing, Black Aggie had to be removed from the cemetery in 1967. Uh, it was <laughs> it was donated to the Smithsonian, who wanted nothing to do with it, and stored it in the basement <gasps> with all of the other archives and yeah. Pitch me ain't no yard you sale. Know, don't just give me your stuff. Don't give me your cop cat shit. Yeah. So, yeah. And quote, three years later, the museum received the an authorized casting of the original Adams Memorial Grief, which they had. A place made for it in with honor. Oh, so like 
So like an actual appropriate copy. Yeah. AKA yes. like an identical replica versus like an artist thinking that they can just copy it and everything mm-hmm. will be okay. So mm-hmm. art is no, you don't mess around with artists. Okay. Sorry. But uh, while the grief statue was proudly on display, the quote, general services administration asked for the statue because it quote, would make a great garden gnome. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh That's a huge garden gnome. <laughs> that, it is a great <laughs> garden gnome. <laughs> and it's spooky. It is spooky too. Like, careful, don't look in her eyes. That gnome will make you go blind. Oof. <laughs> the statue was then placed. Erin, I know what housewarming gift I'm giving you. <laughs> a great garden gnome. You're just like, come outside. Look what I have. I'm not gonna lie. Of so... course, I immediately thought of the like the actual garden gnome that you have, Sarah. And I was like, mm, <gasps> yes, that's that like, great slightly too. different. Slightly different. I don't. So. I don't see how. I don't. Mine just says, "Keep on the grass." <laughs> <laughs> this one just kills you. So you know, same you, but different. You would be under the grass, I yeah. suppose. Mm-hmm. Below it. Below it. Anyway. The statue was then placed at the Howard T. Markey National Courts Building. The, this is where it gets cray cray. The current resting place is just about 500 feet from where this whole chain of events seem to have started. For being just that close, it is where Clover ended her life. What? 500 Mm. feet away is where the copy ended up. Whoa. So... I looked into it a little bit more online. I really did find all of this information from the book and one site. So basically there's, it's all rumors now, but they say black Aggie haunts the national courts building, Mm -hmm. but then they think, well, maybe it's Clover haunting because she's mad that this copy happened. So she's just like either in it or haunts wherever it is because she's mad. So Hmm. lots of different theories, but regardless black aggie is known to be bad news Mm -hmm. so i will do my best to google the real picture verse or the real statue versus the copy it's kind of it's very hard to tell um so i'll do my best to find those and like label them and of course you'll get to see a picture of the real aggie um but yeah so Mm -hmm. black aggie yeah how yeah creepy yeah interesting that's super creepy yeah see i like this kind of like no i'm like okay i can only cover like monsters and stuff so much and ghosts but like i was like oh the first object i really cool like yeah i never heard of her before no. so i was like all right cool so and it mm. came with a nice little insight into teenage morgan's life so yeah yeah Heck yeah Woo. nice and uh with that i'm done aaron hey off to you ma'am perfect Yes, and I've been drinking because I have um, a disappearance story. Oh. So it's been a while. <laughs> the worst. Since Aaron. I've done one. All right, my hood's going up. I'm going to go out to get COVID. All right, Mom. <laughs> Teach me. Teach me some more. Let's go. Um, so today I'll be covering the disappearance of Brandon Swanson. Is that Brandon Swanson? Okay. <laughs> he young, he old. He's like, do you know He's him personally? No, it just sounds familiar. I'm trying to put my, you know, I like to put mm-hmm. my pieces together. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. On May 14th, 2008, 19-year-old Brandon Swanson drove to a friend's home in Lind, Minnesota to celebrate completing his first year at Minnesota West Community and Technical College. Oh. 
Sometime between 10.30 and 11 p.m., Brandon left the party and drove about 30 miles to a different friend's home in Canby to stop by their party and to say goodbye before heading home for the summer. I think I know this. According to his um, friends at the Lind party, Brandon had had a few drinks but did not appear intoxicated, and multiple people at the Canby party said Brandon had only had, like, a shot of whiskey before leaving a little after midnight to make the trip to his parents' home in Marshall. Right, and they said he, like, 10.30, so, like, some time has definitely passed since he, like, could have had that one shot. Yes. So, yeah, sometime between 10.30 and 11 was Mm -hmm. when he left. So, definitely a bit of time. Around 1.54 a.m., Brian and Annette Swanson received a call from Brandon, who told them his Chevy Lumina sedan had gotten stuck in a ditch while driving on a gravel road. Brandon reassured them that he was all right and that he wasn't injured, but said he would need to be picked up since he couldn't move his car. Mm -hmm. He was positive that he was somewhere on a back road close to Lind, and according to Alexis Weed's CNN article, Brian was confident he knew where his son was stranded. So he believed Brandon was only stuck about, like, 10 minutes away from, like, their house. Mm -hmm. Brandon is the son. Brian is the dad? Correct. What's Mm -hmm. his mom's name? Annette. Annette. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What are you confused yet? Yeah, really. Thank God, Annette. All right. <laughs> Second paragraph in. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, however, though, um, it was odd that Brandon had decided to take a back road home instead of getting on um, Highway 68, which would have taken him directly from Canby to Marshall. It huh. was like straight shot. But he did not do that. Um, Regardless, the Swansons jumped into their pickup truck and stayed on the phone with Brandon as they went to the location he described. What good parents. Yeah. I know. Yes. Um, However, when they arrived at the area they thought their son was stuck at, Brandon and his car were nowhere to be found. Brian turned the truck around and Annette told Brandon that they were flashing their lights in the hopes that he would be able to spot them. Uh Annette recalled hearing the sound of Brandon's hazards over the phone and then her son's voice asking, don't you see me? Uh, They did not see him. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Out of frustration, Brandon hung up on his mom, but Annette called back and apologized for also becoming irritated about the situation. Granted, it's like two in the morning at this point, so I also would be like, ro- yeah, yeah, like, yeah. where are you? <laughs> like, yeah. what's also, going on? Also, what a mom moved. You'd be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I got a little shaken. Yeah. No. Like, Sarah, for your story, you were like, worst nightmare. And I'm like, this is my worst nightmare. I Directions? No. I'm done. Oh, <laughs> I'll make it home when I make it home. Like, <laughs> got, Don't even come looking for me. We got yeah. iPhones for a reason. Thank God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, 2008? Yes. <sighs> yeah. So. Yeah, MapQuest wasn't great yet. Nope. There, yeah. <sighs> Not what we have now. Don't you see me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Very creepy. Like a fucking spirit. Mm-hmm. It does. Instead of staying um, near his car, Brandon told his parents he planned to walk toward Lind since he could see the town lights. He said he would walk towards, like, this place called the Lind Tavern, um, their parking lot, a local bar and popular meeting spot in the town, and Brian agreed to meet him there. So Brian um, dropped Annette off at home, and then he made his way to the bar parking lot, and while doing that, he continued to speak with Brandon on the phone. Mm -hmm. During the call, Brandon continued to direct his father to his location and mentioned that in order to make the journey quicker, he was cutting through, like, fields. 
He described hearing rushing water and spotting two fence lines that some articles I read mentioned he like just passed by while others claimed he might have jumped over. Hard to tell. Mm-hmm. A little after 2.30 a.m. and 47 minutes into the call, Brian heard Brandon shout, oh shit, before the call disconnected. Mm-hmm. <gasps> so Annette and Brian attempt to get a hold of their son about like five or six more times, but his phone just rang and rang and their calls ultimately went unanswered. When they tried to, you know, reach him later, um, their calls went straight to voicemail. Oh, fuck. Nope. Yep. Annette contacted the Lind Police Department at 6.30 a.m. to report Brandon missing, but police initially brushed off the Swanson's concerns. Oh, fucking course. This will piss you off so much. They told Annette and Brian to wait a while longer for their son to return home because um, Brandon had likely just stayed out all night with friends after finishing his first year of college classes, and it wasn't unheard of for a 19-year-old to go off the grid for a bit. Shut the... But when you hear him literally go off... Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And you were going to... P- mm-hmm. Also, according to Annette, one officer told her that at Brian's age, he had a right to be missing. Okay, also, are you telling me in Lint, Minnesota, they are so busy at 2 a.m., mm-hmm. they can't go In home? 2008. Lind, but yes. Lind. Mm-hmm. Lind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's everywhere. Yeah. Oh, no. Whatever. Right. They can't be that busy. It's not no. a huge city. What it's are you doing? First, probably first mm-hmm. call of the morning. Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Later that day, however, Brandon's cell phone records determined that he had actually been near Porter, Minnesota, not Lind, when he had called his parents. So oh. instead of turning south off of Highway 68 to the back roads, which would have taken him home, he ended up turning north and taking like back roads in the opposite direction. Oh. Yes. So he was not anywhere near. But wasn't he, didn't he say he could like see the town lights? Yes. The lights so of heaven? A lot of people think when he was, he, a lot of, I'll get into it. Okay. But okay. He was probably seeing the lights of Porter, not Lind. So different town lights. Okay. Yes. A search of the area began around 1230 PM and Brandon's car was found on the border between Lincoln, Yellow Medicine and Lyon counties. Lincoln County Sheriff Jack Vizecki told CNN, quote, it was off the side of a field approach and the vehicle was hung up. It's sort of a sharp incline, nothing major, but enough that the car would get hung up so the wheels are too high off the ground to gain traction, end quote. The sedan had no physical damage and there was no evidence that Brandon had been injured in the accident. There were also no tracks found at the scene to determine which direction he had even gone in. Mm Mm-hmm. Hundreds of volunteers, including emergency personnel and law enforcement, gathered for a search that spanned 122 square miles. This was such a huge area because investigators had to not only take into account where his car was found, but the possible directions he had been walking in while talking on the phone with his dad. Because remember, it was like 47 minutes of him walking in Mm -hmm. whatever direction. I mean, because you can walk like... I am not an athletic type by any means, but mm-hmm. I remember in middle school, I could walk from school to my house, which was a mile and a half in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Like just literally walking and like being on a busy road and like taking my time. So mm-hmm. the kid's like walking with determination. Like Yeah. And he's cutting miles. through, he's yeah. cutting through fields. He's trying to get to wherever these no lights are. He is. Yeah. Like, he's no clear yeah. where he is. Mm-hmm. I would have just stayed on the road. That's. Yeah. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And he's sober for sure. <laughs> nah, okay. No okay. idea. Okay. <laughs> Not sure. So I can see a drunk person being like, I'm so close to my I'll hometown. meet you there, mm-hmm. Dad. I'm yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Walkers, boats, horses, and all-terrain vehicles were utilized, and bodies of water in the area were also searched. Mm-hmm. Police theorized that Brandon, um, disoriented from trying to find his way, you know, in the middle of the night in an area he wasn't familiar with and possibly intoxicated, um, could have fallen into a nearby river and drowned. This theory was challenged when search dogs followed Brandon's scent to the edge of the Yellow Medicine River, but continued, like, walking on, like, past it. Annette told CNN that one of the search dogs had actually jumped into the river, then jumped out, and started to follow a trail down another gravel road before seemingly losing the scent. Hmm. His mm-hmm. dad said he heard water on the phone. Oh, right? yes. Yeah. Brandon was saying he heard the sound of running water. Running water. Yeah, yeah okay. brushing water. Mm-hmm. If search dogs did successfully track Brandon's scent away from the river, police wondered if maybe he had fallen in, but managed to get out and continued walking towards, you know, whatever lights he saw. According to um, truecrimediva.com, this blog I read, the temperature had dropped to around 39 degrees that night when Brandon had been walking. So um, if he did make it out of the river, investigators believe he could have died of hypothermia and just succumbed to the elements. But you would have found him then. 122 square miles? I don't know. I mean, and also that's like, what throws take, me off. Like he, I, it's like when not when you're reading to me what happened when he yes. says, "Oh shit!" It's almost like I can envision him like falling in the river. Mm-hmm. And oh, that, yes, and that, that would ruin your phone, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's what I'm thinking because if his phone died, like if he fell in the river or something like that, then and that was and his only light source. Too. Yeah. And I'll get into that more at the end. Oh my god, Aaron, I'm on on edge. Okay. Yes. Um, Several searches were done northwest of Porter near Mud Creek, where cadaver dogs um, repeatedly picked up the presence of human remains, but no body has ever been discovered. Um, Vizeki has also left open the possibility that Brandon was met with foul play, but police have never found evidence to suggest that that is the case. Mm There are those who speculate that Brandon intentionally disappeared, um, but the Swansons don't believe their son would have just up and left and like planned this whole thing out. Yeah, it, it just doesn't I don't make get that sense. Vibe. No, I don't. Why either. would you call your parents to pretend to come, to come pick come you home. up? Yeah, and then set this whole yeah. Well, because you would have had a way bigger head, like what's that called? Head start. If you yeah. didn't call them and wake them up, if you were trying to disappear, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why call them to begin? Yeah, yeah. to begin with. Um, many officers do believe though that Brandon's remains are somewhere in that, um, 122 square mile search area. A little over a year after their son's disappearance, the Swansons established Brandon's law to help find missing and endangered adults more quickly. Yay. Mm-hmm. Which should be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, this law requires, um, Minnesota law enforcement to immediately make a report when they are notified that a person of any age has gone missing under Yay. dangerous circumstances. Thank you. Snaps all around. Law enforcement are then required to conduct a preliminary investigation right away to determine whether or not the um, missing person is endangered and then notify all other agencies of the situation at hand. Awesome. Yes. Great. Why don't we do that 
everywhere. I don't know. Correct. (laughs) Um, According to Jenny Kirk's reporting for the Marshall Independent, Brandon's case is still open and investigators continue to pursue uh, pursue leads coming in. Mm -hmm. Special Agent Derek Woodford of the uh, Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension said that at this time, there is not enough evidence that points to any theory, but that hasn't brought the investigation down. Quote, all it takes sometimes is one thing, so we're not going to give up. End quote. The most recent search, um, at least from what I found in my research, happened in May of 2018, and investigators continue to work with landowners for, like, access and permission to search, you know, their land, their property, Mm -hmm. Um, and their goal is to be as minimally invasive as possible so as not to to damage any crops. Get that ground-penetrating sonar. Yeah. And... It's like a sonar thing that they use. They, like, stick it in the top of the ground and it sends out sonar so they can see, like, large objects without digging up, digging up the whole earth. Yeah. I think cool. they ha- they've they had a lot of, like, equipment mm-hmm. um, that was donated That's awesome. to them. So it's Good. pretty cool. Yeah. And in this article I was reading, it seems like everyone has been complying and, like, working with authorities, So like, which is awesome. Um, so Yellow Medicine County Sheriff Bill Flatten told the Marshall Independent, quote, ultimately, we all went to find Brandon. It's crazy to think it's been 10 years um, at the time of the article, but there's hardly a day that goes by that you don't think about him and the family. Brian and Annette have been through a lot and they deserve closure, end quote. There has never been a burial service for Brandon. And since the night he vanished, Annette and Brian have left their porch light on in the hopes that Brandon um, would either return home or be found. I've just lost all feeling in the lower half of my body. Yes. Um, okay. Regarding his son's disappearance, Brian said uh, Brian said later on, quote, I'm pretty sure we're not going to find him alive, but I still want to believe that we will find him. That's probably a stretch, but I still want to believe that, end quote. And to this day, they still continue to leave their porch light on. It's very, very sad. I'm so sorry. I just brought the whole room down. Um a whole new meaning to bring down the house. And... Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> That's not the case I thought it was. So. No. Um, Brandon Swanson um, has brown hair and blue eyes, um, stands at five foot six and weighs 125 pounds. Um, he was last seen wearing baggy jeans, a blue striped polo shirt, a black hooded sweatshirt, a white twins baseball cap, wire rimmed glasses, and a sterling silver chain necklace. So anyone with information about the disappearance of Brandon Swanson, um, you can contact the Lyon County Sheriff's Office at 507-537-7666 or the Lincoln County Sheriff's um, Office at 507-694-1664. And that is the story of the disappearance of Brian, uh, Brandon Swanson. Excuse me. Sorry, I snickered. I just forgot what the fashion was in 2008 for a second, and then I got brought back to like... That, yeah. The- <laughs> Wow. It's still very sad. Though. Yes, very sad. That's, I would, like, every case that we talk about is frustrating. Mm-hmm. But him being on the phone. Yes. Just before it happened. Mm-hmm. And then if it was hypothermia, those cops waited 12 hours to look for him. Mm-hmm. Could yeah. have been a different story. And it's just, it is crazy because I think... You know, I think everyone wants there to be, like, a bigger answer. Mm-hmm. And it is sad that, like, nothing's been found. Like, none of his clothes, his phone, like, nothing. None of his belongings, him, anything. Nothing's been found. So people want to believe that something happened, but I don't know. If he's walking through woods. But wait, if dense, he said, oh, shit, and we, 
I don't know. You would have heard him fall in the water then. You would have heard a fall if he fell with the phone on. Maybe. I don't know. Like, think about it. When we hang up, I'm going to call one of you guys and we're going to... You're going to drop your phone in the shower and just see if I hear you? If it was like, <laughs> yeah. If it was, like, shallow, maybe. I mean, he's not dropping into, like, the deep end no, of the pool. No, but you at least hear, like... Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I would like to hear... I want to hear, like... Unless it, like, hit something. Or if he was like, oh, shit! And, like, fell. Like, and the phone, like, left his hand. I just think you would still hear it like, fall hit. to the ground. Like, you would hear something before the phone shuts off. And maybe he did. I haven't oh. read anything. Also, it's 2008. Maybe it was a flip phone, and he closed it as he was falling. It oh. was definitely, yeah. Oh. I, do, I do not believe it was a smartphone. <laughs> 2008. I bet he was nope. like, oh, shit, and maybe he, like, closed it or ended the call somehow. He didn't mm-hmm. close it, and that just sounds like a hang-up. That was the most satisfying And it still said up. they rang, <laughs> yeah, so for a bit. maybe... It is, like you said, it is weird that no, even if, he, if if his phone fell and they know the general area of where it was because they could, like, locate it, mm-hmm. why they didn't find the phone. Yes. The hypothermia thing, mm-hmm. I kind of get because hypothermia can make you do crazy stuff, like strip mm-hmm. naked and, like, then you're, then you're hot and then you think you're cold. So maybe he, like, I don't know why, but this, like, maybe he, like, hid himself. Like, maybe he was so wet and so cold that he's, like, literally went and hid like that makes sense to that me like pulled leaves yeah. over himself or like try to get out of the wind maybe that's why he was i mean 30 you know whatever it was cold it's minnesota 30, yeah, 39 degrees. even so in may cold there yeah yeah oh that's super cold mm-hmm. and all he has is a hoodie like and it's wet and he's been outside since for yeah. like over an hour yeah yeah and potentially intoxicated so maybe he maybe mm-hmm. he fell woke up soaking wet was like shit i gotta yeah. go somewhere and hid away yeah and that that's something sense. that stuck with me too was like when his friends were like well he didn't appear intoxicated and i'm like how many times have others not appeared intoxicated until like one more little sip of a drink and it's like oh shoot we have fingers yeah. pointing so, at i mean Morgan. and maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. that maybe that's not the case but that happens so many times where like you don't think someone is I'm until sorry, it's too your fir- late your first year of school bitch you don't know how to drink okay you were like it got out of hand quick Yes. I'm not saying for everyone, yeah. but... Because that, again, goes back to, like, I could see why he would want to take back roads then and not the highway if oh, he had been drinking. Yeah. That's that's what, yeah. Maybe his maybe he was so drunk that his, like, logic wasn't there. Maybe that's why he thought he was heading one way. I mean, he still, and... he still ended up in a ditch. So, like, something had to have gotten him in that ditch. You know what I I'm mean? I'm surprised Whether... his parents didn't question that more. Like, yo, bro, like... Well, his parent, like in the CNN article I read, his dad said he seemed like lucid. But I'm like, I don't know. I can I can text pretty lucid and seem pretty lucid Especially when I'm if not kind of scared. I'd be like, Hey, mom, like, can you please come pick me up? Mm-hmm. And then like the second yeah. where you're like sec- second I stand up, I'm like, Whoa, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, your voice so who, doesn't determine mm-hmm. how drunk you are. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's in the middle of doing something, so it's hard to like. He's not just sitting down, like, let's talk about life. He's probably like, like, okay, like I'm yeah. in the woods, like, like he's probably the like, adrenaline's yeah, kicking, like, he's okay, this is yeah, mm-hmm, I think he, this is bad. I think he got, I think he fell in the water and got hypothermia in his memory. That's my bet, which is sad, just terribly sad. Mm-hmm. And, but it's almost like I don't even want it to be foul play because, like, yeah. And then again, there's still there's just no evidence for any all, theory which all i wanted was like all we need is like if he had a gopro i'd love to have like a gopro on his head and just see what happened mm. that'd be nice 
Yeah. I hate these ones, Aaron. I know. Because that's no. that's where my head goes to is like, it's just wrong place, wrong time, bad situation. He got disoriented. He took a wrong turn. Yep. And just, yeah. Because to me, it just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense that someone would have followed him and picked him up or abducted him. He's in the I middle of nowhere. Yeah. Unless he made it on like on their farm road or something. Yeah, but still he's on other people's property, but he has no idea what's there or what's on there. It's very dense from what I read, so I don't, uh, yeah. It's one thing when you find a body and it has like a gunshot wound and you're like, okay, this is what happened. We can kind of put pieces together. And it's one thing when you find nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You have a pin on a map of where he potentially, where his phone was potentially made a call. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it was 20, it was 2008 too, so I'm sorry. So now it's, yeah, it's over 10 years and... Yes, because I think the same thing with like Adnan Saeed, isn't it like um, only outgoing calls were, or only incoming calls? It's only one or the other was like even close to being accurate for a long time. Oh. Yeah, because I know like the pings aren't yeah. exactly yeah. Like correct, now I think but it was around better, the area. But... Yeah, because I think once they figured out where like the area his phone like pinged from last, they were like, okay, like we need to look around here. And you and may not, that's... no, so I'm sorry to ask okay. this, but how far away is... Lind from where he ended up. Um, Lind Porter. from Porter. I don't think it was too. I think it was closer to, um, like Canby, like it's from like where the first he party. The, the second party. Oh, yeah. So I think it was closer to the second. He went party. to two parties, and we think he was sober. I don't mm. know. Huh. Uh, we don't want to speak ill of things we don't know, Sarah. That's fair, but I'm agreeing with. I, we're all, we all like to have fun. I yeah, I mean, good on you. It's your summer break here in college. Yeah. I would have a couple Sounds of Sounds like he was doing good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Engin- what was it? Engineering school? What was it? A technical college? It was yeah. a technical college, yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. Going and learning. He's doing something. Mm-hmm. Man. So. Well, keep us posted if you hear anything else on yeah. that one. I know it'd be very cool if we do. I, I liked adding the little fact that, like, the investigation is still open. They're mm-hmm. still, you know, trying to see, you know, if there's anything they can find. Still trying to get tips. Apparently, they still seem to get some. Whether or not they're, you know, accurate or they can really get off keeps, of them is... the case open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it keeps the case open. They're at least looking into them. So, um, that's great. So, yeah. yeah, if anyone does have any information, contact those sheriff's offices and maybe, you know... There'll be some answers soon. So, yeah. It's, yeah. So it's very sad. <sighs> very crazy. I hate those types of cases. <laughs> but yet you love them. <laughs> and yes. you report on them. And it's, that's why I was drinking wine today. <laughs> <laughs> it's making me want to plan a vacation in Minnesota, if I'm being honest, and just walk some back roads and like, where are you? <laughs> Whoa, what if I fell right here? Oh, no, shit. And then where would I go? Like, that's, I wanted to do like a, like a role play. We can all take a shot, walk in the woods. One shot of whiskey. Yes. And go for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. We can do it. Vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what we like to do in our spare time, everyone. Well, first rando nodding, then this. <laughs> we'll, we'll make a list. We'll make a list. We can rando knot on the way to Minnesota. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yes. COVID's a tough time. Nothing's open. Let us be. Let us mm-hmm. explore. Yes. Uh, well, friends, with that, <laughs> ending De- on a depressing end. Woo, like normal. <laughs> uh, again, um, you know, team. Got something sad. Yeah. Listeners, you've let me down. I haven't seen a new rating or review in a minute. (laughs) And, uh, I may cry. 
do you want that? Do you want me to cry? I don't think so. So go ahead on over to iTunes and rate and review us. Leave us a little little, little note. Mm-hmm. Uh, join our Facebook group, Sinister Sunrise Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also rate and review us there. Mm-hmm. Could, should, would, do it. Uh, <laughs> like our post on Facebook. Tell your friends, a family, anybody that likes spooky shit. Let us... Come on, we want to we want to hear your stories. We want to hear their stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Sinister Sunrise Podcast. Send us your ideas. Uh, let's say you have a cool, like, great aunt Edna, and she saw a ghost one time. Ask her about it. Tell us about it. We want to know anything. True crime. You got a dream. Anything. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, don't forget our TikTok. Hey. Sinister underscore sunrise underscore podcast we got it it's just (laughs) underscores instead of spaces (laughs) so uh with that that's a wrap on episode 53 yeah thank you thanks